0: Hello and welcome back to the lecture series with Reb T. This year where we talk a topic per session with some practical lessons. Tonight's topic is keeping the fire when inspired. We're going to talk about inspiration, how to get inspiration, how to keep inspiration, God willing. And hopefully you could take it with you in all of your days. The sources are from Safaria, one of my favorite websites now, unless noted otherwise. Look out for the points to carry over the PTCs, which are usually bold, italicized, and underlined. All of my Sheerum are on dot Sheerum, Slash Sheerum, dash Reb, dash T. Shout out to Jake W and LEN for all their amazing and hard work on Sheer Enjoyment. Four out of the five shows are now on many different podcast forums. The Lecture Series, which you're listening to right now. The PAL with Reb T, which recently came back from hiatus for Season 4. The OT Talk Show, which also came back from Season 4 hiatus recently. And the Audio DT, which we try to do on a weekly basis about the Parsha, Ender are on different podcast forums. And of course, the DAF Show is on Sheer Enjoyment. If you want to email me, feel free to email me at RebT at SheerEnjoyment.com. R-E-B-T at SheerEnjoyment.com. The Sheer should serve as the Chos nishma. Nishmas, Yehuda Ben Dov bear, the amazing Rabbi who was the pillar of our community, who recently just had a Shloshim. We're in the Shloshim period. It just really just came upon us. It should have, be a Meletz for everybody and only good things for all of Klaus so with this Neshama and all Neshamas up in Shemayim. The shir should also serve as a chutz for the refuah shalem of Yisrael Yitzchak ben Rivkaleah, Shlomo ben Saradina, for the continued health and nachad of Livia Margalit Badalana, devoured to her family, and for anyone sick or anyone needing a Yeshua or a refuah. Have you ever heard a really good talk or a lecture or a class and felt so uplifted and so inspired How do you feel about the talk an hour later, a day later, a week later? Chances are, if you're anything like me, the inspiration, the upliftedness faded away and went away. But why is that? How does the inspiration go away so quickly? In addition, how many of us walk around uninspired every single day? How many of us feel like we are lacking zest or energy or motivation in our own lives? How many people lack the inner passion and fusion for their lives? Feeling like they are living meaningless, dull, uninspired lives. It may be that we are just not finding the right inspiration or not holding on to it when we do get it. Think about the Jews when they left Mitzrayim, when they left Egypt and had the miracle of the Yamsuf. Suf. We just had Shabbat Shira, when the Jews sang about the great salvation. However, right after that, there was the episode of Marah, the bitter waters. They complained and they were upset and they lashed out in some way against Hashem, against Moshe. How can that be? 40 days after the giving of the Torah, there was the Egel HaZahav. How can that be? What happened to the inspiration of those two pivotal events? Where did it go? It might be when we do get inspired, it is gone quickly. It fades away quickly because we let it go and we don't act on it. We don't do anything about it and it fades away. That is why if we have an idea, we have an invention, we have a project, we must act on it right away. We must start right away. Have an idea for a podcast? Start right away. That's what I did for my shows, thanks to Hashem. Have an idea for a book? Find someone to work with and start on it right away. That's what I did on it for my side project, thanks to Hashem. That's what we should do so we don't lose it. Whatever you are inspired to do, whatever you're inspired to create, whatever you heard, whatever you saw, whatever you read, act on it right away. Rabbi Rose says from Aish.com, one of the Aish rabbis on their website, the best thing to do to hold on to inspiration is to put inspiration into action. Again, the best thing to do To hold on to inspiration is to put inspiration into action. That means when you're feeling inspired, do something about it. When you feel that inspiration, take action. Do something about it. What we need to do is to connect the inspiration to action. Connect what we feel and hear to actual tangible things. First though. It is important to figure out how to get inspiration before we think about how to keep inspiration. We must find the inspiration, then grab hold of the inspiration right away. There's this amazing blog out there, the IQ Matrix blogs, that talks about inspiration. Lahavdil. What is the real purpose of inspiration? What does it allow you to be and to do? For instance, for starters, inspiration allows you to create a clear direction for your life. This burst of clarity will typically light the path before you. Where before things might have been foggy and clouded under an uncertain veil, there's now light and a distinct path that you can follow. But it must be noted that inspiration is fleeting it comes and goes just as quickly. You can therefore feel inspired at one moment and deflated the next moment. As such, it's absolutely critical that you make full use of your moments of inspiration. In fact, when you're feeling most inspired, that is the time to take massive and immediate action to bring your idea to fruition. Inspiration puts us into the most optimal state of mind that allows us to pursue our desired aims with more confidence, more courage, and more positive energy. But the sad truth is that most people never make full use of inspiration. In fact, most people just don't realize that inspiration goes beyond just thinking. It actually requires a balance between thinking and action to help you bring your desired outcomes to fruition. And it's this balance that holds the key... To acting on inspiration. Once you get your inspiration. And think how to move forward with it. It's time to take immediate action without delay. Remember that inspiration is fleeting. If you're inspired then this is the right time to take action. If you delay then something will always get in the way. If you delay something will get in the way. And tomorrow will become next week then next month, then next year. Before you know you'll be 120 looking back, full of regret, full of disappointment. We should never have such feelings. It's all in the actions you take, not necessarily within the moments of contemplation. Therefore, it can be said that inspiration is not a passive act, but rather a proactive venture that reveals itself through the actions we take and the pursuits of our goals. We thus have to be proactive with our inspiration. Sit down to take action right away with it. We write down steps. We think about what inspired us. What we want to do, we move right away that second. That's what I did when I was inspired to start my different podcast. I sat down. I jotted it down. I took the steps to start all with Hashem's guidance and help. That's what I did when I was inspired to think of a true Jewish children's activity book. I sat down, jotted notes, found an illustrator through a friend, all with Hashem's help, obviously. We need to move and act right away. Even secular culture knows about inspiration and talks about how to get it. WikiHow explains the same website that says how to do this, how to unclog a drain, but they have this amazing article about inspiration. WikiHow explains first how to get inspired before acting on it. WikiHow teaches us first you got to get the inspiration and then you act on it. Besides for, of course, listening to a sheer, a podcast, a lecture, an article, a book, etc. In simple everyday methods, it tells us what to do. First get inspired, then act on it right away. You get the inspiration, you keep the fire when inspired. So how do you get inspired? Even secular culture, even WikiHow knows. If you're feeling stuck and uninspired, start by setting a clear goal, whether you want to write a story, paint a picture, work through a problem. Find inspiration from things in your life. Learn to be open to that inspiration. You clear your mind so you can take that inspiration and take and turn it into steps to meet your goal. Use outside sources for inspiration. Surround yourself with things that energize you. You know what you love, whether it's fresh-cut flowers, beautiful paintings, meaningful quotes. Make it a part of your everyday life. It'll energize you, give you positivity and creativity. Listen to classical music. For the classical music aficionados out there, including my mom, it's good for inspiration because it's so complex. It can put you in a better emotional state for absorbing information and help you relax. But if classical music is not your style, pick another style more to your liking as long as it energizes you. Spend time reading. I talk about it all the time on all my shows. One of the highlights of my entire week is sitting with my wife on Friday night when the candles are burning, the kids are sleeping, you feel the aura of Shabbos, and we sit down and we take out our Jewish novels. Yes, not a paradox, Jewish novels, amazing authors out there, and we sit down and read and get engrossed in the book that has Jewish values, Jewish ideals, you want any of them? We have so many authors we love, we could send it over to you. Spend time reading. Reading can inspire you by providing fresh thoughts and ideas. Read anything from novels to news stories, but especially Jewish novels. If you're not doing Talmud or Parsha, if you've done all that and you have a little time to unwind through a Jewish method, Shar Press from Art School has amazing books. Feldheim has great books. Menucha Press has great books. Geffen has great books. Many of these publishers have really great books and they grip you. They have a good story. It's suspenseful. It's mystery. It's all clean. It's all kosher and it has Jewish fundamental elements. How great is that? For example, some great authors, just to name three, are Chaim Greenbaum 4, M. Kanan, Chaim Eliyav, Rachel Istrin, and so many, 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 many more. They are really talented, really good. Really good books to get involved in and conspire to think, wow, What can I do? How can I gain? Where can I go? What can I be inspired to do? You may find an idea or even just a sentence in the text that sparks inspiration for you. Learn more about an issue or a topic. Spend some time researching on the internet to learn more about an issue or topic. There's also, I don't know if you've heard of it, there's an amazing structure in almost every community that's like free and there's books there. The library is fantastic. Back in the day when I had to do uh, projects when I was in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, we had to go to the library and find the microfiche, the microfilm, and look on the old school machine. Nowadays, you just go on the internet. In the library, there's so many things you can find out. Any information you need, the library is amazing and it's free. You could even take a class in the topic for a more in-depth look. Also, change your routine. When you're stuck in your daily routine, you stop noticing things around you. Changing up your routine invigorates your mind with new sights, smells, and sounds, which can provide you with inspiration. For instance, change up your route to work, pick a different grocery store, go somewhere new for your cup of coffee. Also, take a trip. Very important, especially during corona times. We've done this many times. Car trips, driving around places, seeing pretty houses, seeing pretty foliage and scenery, seeing the lake nearby. Traveling someplace, any place, can shake up your thinking, can create space for new ideas. You don't have to travel to a new country. A simple day trip to a nearby town is often enough to get your creative juices flowing. If you can't afford a day trip, try exploring your own city. Visit a park you've never seen. Try a new restaurant with a cuisine you've never had before. Many ways to do so. Try a new art form also. If you're trying to get inspired to write a song or paint a picture... Maybe take an afternoon class in sculpture. If you're trying to figure out a new recipe, maybe try a workshop on writing. Trying new outlets can get your creative juices flowing, which helps to open your mind to new inspiration. You could also get inspired by other people. You could bounce ideas off of other people. When you're feeling stuck, reach out for some help. The best person to bounce ideas off is your spouse. If not your spouse, a good friend, a family member, someone you could do... To be able to do that. Just talking about the issue with someone else can help get your creative juices flowing. They may say that one thing that helps a problem make sense to you, for instance. They might say that one thing that helps you, that it makes sense for you. Get together with a co-worker or a good friend to help jumpstart inspiration. Obviously, the best is in the house. Your spouse who hopefully is your best friend, best person to jumpstart ideas off. If that's not where you are in your stage of life, you can talk to a family, you can talk to a friend. But jumpstart that inspiration. Ask people what they're most grateful for. As you go about your day, ask the question of everyone you meet. You may be surprised by some of the answers, and you'll likely be inspired by what you hear. Learn about inspirational people. Try reading an autobiography or a biography of someone famous who made a difference, especially Jewish ones. Alternatively, look up videos about them online or read web pages dedicated to them. Learning about great people can inspire you to do great things yourself. For instance, learn about the great figures from our own Torah, our own history, Look into the book, this great book Art School put out, called Introduction to the Talmud, where it talks about many fascinating characters in the Talmud. Read in-depth stories of Barathees and Shemos, Yoshua, the and Ksuvin, other Medjashimahs, and Wells biographies from Art School itself or other Jewish publishers. It may inspire you to make a difference in your community. Teach someone else how to do something. Teaching is a great way, one of the best ways to learn more about a subject you have to dive more deeply into it to be able to explain it effectively to someone else. As you dig deeper, you'll likely find inspiration for a creative project or even a solution to an issue you're facing. Tutoring can happen also. It doesn't have to be in a creative field. You just dive deep into a subject that can help open your mind to possibilities. I can tell you personally how helpful This tip is, this semester I took a fieldwork student under my wing for a three-month rotation for occupational therapy, which I'm doing this year remotely. This has pushed me to have to work extremely hard to be creative, engaging, and keeping my own fieldwork student focused and using the whole time of the day. Besides for seeing the students and doing paperwork we review board questions, work on ideas for sessions, work on a semester project assignment related to the OT talk show I do, and so much more. Teaching is really learning, especially if it's related to something you love, if that's your work or your passion. Perke teaches us. And those are paraphrased words. but Basically, if you study in order to learn, you're given the ability to study and learn. But if you study in order to learn, to teach, to practice, to give to others, you're given the ability to do all of them. What better way to learn than to teach and to help those around you? Also, meet up with other artists or other thinkers. Sometimes just being around other people who have the same creative interests as you can help spark ideas. You can talk about your project, see what people think, or just have interesting conversations about more general topics, which can also spark inspiration. Look for community clubs to find other artists or thinkers in your area. The Parks and Rec Department, Parks and Recreation, is a good place to start also in your own town. And also, you should reframe your mind. Think, what if, instead of I can't. And we're still here with the help of WikiHow. So what if instead of I can't, when you employ a close-ended statement like I can't do it, I'm stumped, or I just can't figure this out, you end up creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't do it, so I won't do it, so I can't do it, so I won't do it. It's negativistic, downward spiral thinking. You're going to end up not being able to do it because you keep saying stuff like that. You have to have positive thinking, forward thinking. Your brain agrees with you and you'll shut down if you think downward spiral thinking. However, using open-ended statements can help open up possibilities as it literally changes the way you think. For instance, you can use one of the following statements or questions. I am smart enough to figure this out. I will figure out a solution to this issue. What other options are there? What possibilities have I not thought of? What if? Brainstorm also with free association or free writing. This is a phenomenal technique. Brainstorming can help you come up with new ideas when you're stuck. Free writing is a method of brainstorming where you write down ideas on paper. You start with a topic. You just write down whatever comes to mind. The key is to turn off the part of your brain that wants to edit. You just let your mind go. You don't judge as it comes up with thoughts and ideas. You just write it down, whatever comes to mind. Take a break, but don't give up. Sometimes when you've been working too hard on a problem, you may be tapped out. Maybe you want to quit, but quitting won't solve the problem. But taking a break may help. Just getting away from the issue for a few minutes may be all you need. Try taking a mental break where you imagine yourself somewhere else. Close your eyes. Pretend you're somewhere you find relaxing. Imagine the sights, the sounds, and the smells of the place so you feel like you're there. So you feel like you're involved. You feel like you're over there. Alternatively, go on a short walk to get a change of environment. Exercise to clear your head. Engaging your body and physical exertion gives you a chance to focus on something else getting inspired. Besides getting inspired. Focusing on the task of working out gives your brain something to do. However, you'll still be subconsciously working on the issue and inspiration may break through. Try working out three to five times a week as it helps keep you energized and alert from a physical perspective. In OT land, we also very much are proponents of this. You're supposed to get 150 minutes a week, really at least 120 minutes a week, 30, 20 to 30 minutes of exercise a day to get those 150 minutes, which are important from a physical perspective anyway, from a health perspective. Turn off the technology. While technology can be a source of inspiration, it can also distract You, from what's going on around you, try turning off your cell phone, computer, television, and other technology off for the day. We do it every week on Shabbos. Why not during the week? We had a whole lecture series about this, about preoccupation. You could go see it online. Focus on the people around you, the food you're eating, and the things you do as you go about your day. If your head's buried in your phone, for instance, you may not see the moment that inspires your next big thing. Take a creative break in an unrelated field. To get out of your head or your current problem, try doing something completely different that's creative but that you love. For instance, if you're trying to get through a work problem, take a break to do some painting. If you can't figure out what to write next, try playing an instrument or gardening for a bit. Engaging different parts of your brain while staying in a creative mode will allow you to generate new ideas. Will allow you to generate the new ideas. Examine each idea that pops up. Sometimes you may be inclined to toss out ideas because they seem too crazy. However, the crazy idea may be the one that solves the problem. Don't just throw out an idea just because it seems weird or strange. For instance, maybe you're trying to write a poem. You may think that most poems are about love or death, but really... You, you realize there's so much more out there. You might dismiss other ideas. However, you can write a poem about almost anything, from wrapping yourself in a cozy blanket or taking a walk to cooking a meal. Of course, not every crazy idea will work. Take time to think through it to figure if it will. Jot down your ideas in one place. Make sure you have a place to write it down. Make sure you have an ability to write it down. When you get an idea or inspired thought, write it down in a journal or notebook. The more you are open to inspiration, the more likely you are to get ideas. Plus, having ideas written down in a notebook makes it easier to come back to later. Be ready for inspiration at any time. Carry a small notebook with you wherever you go. If you're more visual, try a vision board with pictures and select words instead. Start working on an idea even if it's not perfect. Even if it's not perfect. You have to work on the idea as much as you can. Perfectionism can be paralyzing. It can be very paralyzing. It can make make you question every action you want to take because you think it's not perfect. Therefore, it's best to just choose an idea and start moving forward with it. It may not be perfect, but it's a place to start. Just the act of doing can inspire you to find the right solution. Focus on one problem at a time. When you try to juggle too many problems at once, it can overwhelm you. Instead, focus on solving one issue at a time. Save the other tasks for later. If you need to, make a list of the things you need to get done so you can focus on just one thing right now. Set achievable goals. Break the task you have ahead into pieces so you don't find yourself overwhelmed. Figure out what you can do today and make that your goal. It can help to write out a goal for each day. Be realistic about what you can get done. For instance, maybe you're trying to write a short story. Think about the number of words or pages... You can comfortably write in a day and aim for that. Don't beat yourself up. If you don't meet your goal, just start again tomorrow. So these are all different helpful hints, different ideas and concepts that come from WikiHow. Now we're going to move over to another idea from Forbes who explains with author Suzanne Gerber how to get motivated, but how to not just how to get motivated, but different steps, how to stay motivated. First, you have to set a goal. Visualize it down to the most minute details. See it. Feel it. Hear the sounds that accompany the end result, like the applause at the end of a speech. Elite athletes visualize their performance ahead of time, right down to the wind on their face as they cross the finish line. Make a list of the reasons you want to accomplish the goal. In our busy, distracting world, it's easy to get blown off course. This is why you need to ground yourself in the goal. For extra success insurance, write your list with a pen. Studies show that when we write by hand and connect the letters manually, we engage the brain more actively in the process. Because typing is an automatic function that involves merely selecting letters, there's less of a mental connection. Break the goal down into smaller pieces and set intermediary targets and rewards. It's like chunking. Tony Robbins, a very famous motivational speaker and personal development coach, says, A major source of stress in our lives comes from the feeling that we have an impossible number of things to do. We talked about this in the preoccupation one. There's no such thing as multitasking. There's only shifted attention, which is not nearly as successful as singular focused attention. If you take on a project and try to do the whole thing all at once, you're going to be overwhelmed. That's the idea of chunking. Break it down to the smallest realistic steps and only do one at a time. Only one at a time. Neuroscience tells us that each small success triggers the brain's reward center, releasing feel-good chemical of dopamine. The dopamine feel-good chemical, like when a person works out. This helps focus our concentration inspires us to take another similar step. Try this with whatever you're doing, whether organizing your papers and bills or setting out to find a new job. Then have a strategy, but be prepared to change course. Let Thomas Edison inspire you in this department. I have not failed, he said. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Then you should get the help you need. It doesn't necessarily take a village, but even if you could theoretically accomplish your objective alone, there's inherent value in sharing your plan. Announcing your intention sends a strong message to the world, more important to your unconscious mind, which can sometimes sabotage our best efforts. Also, we often overestimate our abilities. The flip side is being highly selective about whom you tell and ask for help. It's akin to the builder's rule to always get the right tool for the right job. You should also predetermine how you will deal with flagging motivation. This is not defeatist thinking. On the contrary, it's almost inevitable that at some point along the way, whether because of temporary setbacks or sheer exhaustion, you will need a little boost. Think of what others have endured to reach their targets, to quash even the beginning of a pity party. Invoke the most hardcore endurance models one can think of, like friends fighting serious diseases Lolino, and Holocaust survivors. Also terrible things we should never know from Winston Churchill is particularly inspirational on this front. After London endured 57 consecutive bombings by the Germans during World War II and the Blitzkrieg, he was invited to address a group of students. In that speech, he uttered his immortal line, Never, ever, 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 ever ever give up. Continually check in with your reasons for carrying on. Steve Jobs once told an interviewer, I think most people that are able to make a sustained contribution over time, rather than just a peak, are very internally driven. You have to be, because in the ebb and tide of people's opinions and fads, there are going to be times when you're criticized, and criticism is very difficult. We talked about that also in another lecture. And so, when you're criticized, you learn to pull back a little and listen to your own drummer, to some extent that isolates you from Praise. From the praise, if you eventually get it too. The praise becomes a little less important to you. Criticism becomes a little less important to you in the same measure. And become more internally driven. The first step then needs to be to find the inspiration and to get it. The next step is to keep it. Then to use it. By being proactive, moving forward with a clear plan to take actual steps in action, we can not only get that inspiration and hold to it, but move forward and helpfully keep it with us as well. So let's look at some other sources about inspiration. The Evan Ezra says on Devarim, Rather, you should only be terrified of God, who is a great and awe-inspiring God. Hashem Himself should inspire us with the millions and millions and millions of things He's done from the beginning of time till now, constantly keeping the earth alive, constantly keeping all of us alive in our own days. Rashbam explains on Devarim, When Elazar took on his garments, by donning his father Aaron's decorative priestly garments at the end of Aaron's life, he died... He and Aaron died. He died in a manner which was dignified and even inspiring at the command of God. He was able to see how, how his son was going to look. Aaron was able to see what his son would look like. They say for a common point out in Mom, or four, one to habituate you to endure actually hardship and trouble and pain for the love of God. For practice makes a strong impress on the soul, inspiring it with the love of God. The Sikhot points out, the Rebbe said, it is good to make a habit of inspiring yourself with the melody. There are great concepts included in each holy melody, and they can arouse your heart and draw it toward God. And that's the point the first major point to carry over. Inspire yourself and act on it. That's how we can keep the inspiration going. If you're inspired to make a song, you're inspired to make a melody or you have a melody sit down that second to record it or write it down which has happened to me thank god with the help of hashem sharamuna points out introduction to Beit yaakov the greatest student of the Baal Shem tov was the great magad magad was a title for an itinerant preacher someone who would travel around with these great stories these great mashal and parables he would travel from town to town and give inspiring sermons to light the fire of the souls. The Sharmunah in of the Yesod in introduction to Beit Yaakov also says that their great love gave them strength in order to unite the hearts of Israel, inspiring them with words that drew their students to follow in the path of Hashem. And in the Jewish spiritual healers, it talks about the creators of the mission, Rabbi Akiva. During all of his lectures, Rabbi Akiva moralizes his listeners in an inspiring fashion. And the maxims which he expressed were repeated in every Jewish home. And every man tried to regulate his life according to Rabbi Akiva's moral precepts. The Diver and Agitim explain on the Pesach Hagada and Magin in the story of the five rabbis, mysa Shahaya, mentioning the exodus daily in the Shema is not sufficient for inspiring remembrance. The true essence of the exodus, of the of the of leaving mitzrayim yetziah's mitzrayim is in celebrating the passover offering the karbon on the eve of pesach nowadays we don't have that but going through the story siper yetziah's mitzrayim acting out the story literally pretending that you were slaves and taking things over your back like svartam do and some other ashkenazim acting out things is really a way of inspiring things in the story between yesterday and tomorrow points out In the whole record of mankind, there's no nobler and more inspiring example of the sustaining and invincible power of faith than the history of the Jewish nation. Just think about our crazy history over these thousands of years and how we started from Avram all the way back to Adam, but then to Noach, then to Avram, and then we came to where we are today with so many ups and downs throughout history. Crazy where we've been. There's these fascinating videos and explanations about why the Jews and explanations of how we're around, and it's literally a miracle, like the, like the Shwaki song, We Are a Miracle, literally. And that's another point to carry over. Listen to lectures, read books, read articles, be enveloped in inspiring talks and stories, but make sure to do something tangible as a result. For example, I was so inspired by the learning about the Rambam, who talks about the eight levels of Tzedakah, the best level being giving someone a job so they can learn to take care of themselves. The second highest level being anonymous both ways. He doesn't know who's giving and I don't know who I'm giving to. I was so inspired reading about the Rambam, someone can say, talking about tzedakah that I signed up to the amazing website dailygiving.org where you learn to give a dollar every day and it goes to a different organization. They're one of my favorite organizations. It's basically getting you involved in sadaka yomi. Giving you a dollar from your whatever credit card you want. And you can do it on one credit card. It's literally you sign up for the month and they charge every day a dollar goes somewhere else. One dollar will go to United Hatzala, one goes to High Lifeline, one goes to regular Hatzala, one goes to Maspia. They send it somewhere every day and it goes to wonderful causes. And you don't have to think about it, it's automatic. And then they send you an email that says, hey, you were part of one of your, your one dollar was part of $4,300 that went to Yad Eliezer today or that went to Karanor today, whatever. But you could be inspired by learning about Sadaka to take action. That's what you do. You heard about the Rambam. You learned about the Rambam. What are you going to do about the Rambam? So put it into action. Sign up to dailygiving.org. D-A-I-L-Y-G-I-V-I-N-G dot O-R-G. No, they didn't sponsor. No, they didn't ask. It's just a website that I personally love. They do great things. So you love giving tzedakah, do a small initiative, and it turns out to be a huge impact, because your $1 goes countless places every day. The legends of the Jews points out, Agudat tayhudim Hashem spoke, saying, I will reward the elders for inspiring the people with confidence in Moshe. They shall have the honor of delivering Israel. The lay leaders of the Jewish people, the Zikhanim, alongside the leader himself, had to teach the people, inspire the people, get the people to be motivated and act to do mitzvahs, chesed, and Torah learning. He also points out that Agudat Hayuhudim, Moshe did not go into battle, but through his prayer, through his influence upon the people and inspiring them with faith, the battle was won. The Penina Halacha points out in Days of Oam, know how to perform the proper melodies and have a pleasant voice, especially the Chazan, as this allows him to honor his Creator and to engage the congregation, inspiring the people and improving their concentration. Penei also points out in Days of All Yom and Ram, there's a widespread custom for the Rabbi to give a special sermon on the Shabbos, dealing with the relevant laws of the period, rebuking the community with the goal of inspiring them to repent, not rebuking them for the sake of criticism, not rebuking them for the sake of making them feel bad, but to inspire them to do better, to take action, to move forward. And he also points out the, the kittel itself, so the garment we wear. You ever wonder why we wear a kittel? You ever wonder why it has to be white? Of course, it's to remind us of the malach, that we're like malach we're not eating on Yom Kippur. So, why do we wear one on Pesach, right? also remind us that we're free we're like kings but it also reminds us as points out of death leaving us contrite and humble and inspiring us to repent at the end of our days after 120 years we should be zoche, we're not buried in anything crazy we're not buried with jewelry we're not buried with gold we're buried with very simple tachrichim, which i believe are white to and show us that we leave and the soul should be white and pure Reminding us that all we can leave behind is what we do—hopefully, good deeds, mitzvot, making a good name for ourselves and changing the world for the better—and that's another point to carry over. Talks, songs, and objects can only inspire us so much. We need to move forward with their effect, and let it last longer by what we do with those ingrained messages and feelings. The Penina Halacha points out elsewhere in Tefillah, the Chachamim instituted the recital of uplifting verses prior to praying the Amidah, so that before the Amidah, before the Shemona Esrei, people would be engrossed in inspiring and elating matters. Contemporary Halachic Problems points out, regarding Shabbos and festivals, regarding the mitzvah of Shabbos lights, which is always amazing and powerful. Every week, my wife lights the lights, there's like an aura, I feel a spiritual aura, the aura that goes... Shoo, that shoots throughout the whole house, you feel the calmness, you feel the menucha, menucha tenefesh, menucha of the spirit and of the body, I feel it permeating the house. And then you feel, no matter how crazy or wild the day was, no matter how crazy or wild the kids were, when those lights are kindled, you feel it. It's inspiring. It's, it's uplifting, and it, it makes the day feel special. You feel the holiness in those lights. So regarding the mitzvah Shabbos lights, it has received wide dissemination. And the mitzvah itself has become potent, Neshek, in inspiring greater commitment to Torah observance. They say that when a person is on the path of Baal Tshuv, a lot of times one of the things women will do is lighting those candles. Why? Because the action of lighting the candles is inspiring. If a person is inspired, they take it to action. So I want to be involved in mitzvahs. I want to be involved in learning about Shabbat. Shabbos. I want to be learned, involved in different mitzvahs. So let me do something. Let me take action. I'm inspired to do Shabbos. Let me take an action of lighting the Shabbos. I'm inspired to be involved in Shabbos, to learn about Shabbos, let me light the candles and put action to my inspiration. Light those Shabbos candles and you could light your own Nishama. Points out in Shamos it's pointed out in Shamos that the Pasik says there must be pious men. Who do not fear others, men to inspire confidence, incorruptible men, immune to bribery. When we want people to be leaders, when we have leaders around us, they should be non corrupted. They should be people we could look to with confidence that they could teach us. They can inspire us and we could learn from them, and they're not bribed. The Mishnah Torah, the Rambam, points out in Hilchos Talmud Torah that a teacher may chastise his pupils to inspire them with awe, but not to do so, God forbid, in a cruel manner or in a vindictive spirit. You want to inspire your children? It's not going to work with the rod. You know, spare the rod, but teach with the... I forget the the rhyme. But don't use any cruel method or mean method or... Or hurtful method or physically abusive method or emotionally abusive. You talk and you teach in a way that can inspire. You talk in a way that can ignite, ignite their soul. Use stories like we lo- learned about the maggot earlier, what they would do. Walking around, teaching stories, giving parables. Why? People eat that stuff up, right? I eat that stuff up. It's juice. It's juicy. It's interesting. That's why my favorite part of the Gemara is the Agatha. The stories, the lessons, the parables, the morals we can learn. That's what I attach to that's what we could do. We got to inspire people. And once they're inspired, you have to make sure they take the action and move forward. Sir Chodaran points out, even if you cannot sing well, you can still inspire yourself with a melody sung to the best of your ability while alone at home. Even if it's off key, even if it's off pitch, even if you don't have perfect pitch, like some people do, but a lot of us don't. You could still sing even if someone says you're tone deaf. Don't let them put you down. You keep singing. The singing ability of life. The singing song of your soul. The loftiness of melody is beyond all measure. What a great way to inspire yourself. If I'm ever feeling inspired and I feel like... Man, very often, very, very often, almost always, we have a beautiful, wonderful Shabbos. But sometimes I'm not feeling it. You know, I don't want to take out the guitar, but sometimes I'm very feeling it. If I'm very feeling it right away, I got to take action. So I feel this surge of joy for Hashem, or if I feel a surge of joy from Shabbat and for my family and everyone around me, I need to take out that guitar right away and sit down. There have been many times where... I felt a melody, I felt a tune. Over the years I've written many songs, thank God, but I've had a writer's block for a very, very long time. Recently, thank God, there were a few melodies that came to mind. I said, "No, I have to sit down right, right now. If I don't sit down right now when I'm inspired, if I don't take the time right now, it will be lost. If I don't sit down and capitalize with action of my inspiration, it'll be gone. I guarantee you in an hour the tune will be lost." I guarantee you in 10 minutes, the the chord or idea will be lost. So the second I thought of it, I sat down in my son's bed and I said, don't talk, don't talk. Let me write it down. And you can hear on the recording when I thought of the song, he's laughing in the background. Don't talk, you know, because you have to sit down with the inspiration. You have to sit down. If something comes to your mind, you have to say, you, you have to, you have to sit down and you have to sing it. And there was a song I already forget now, but there was a song, a very, very famous song that's often sa- sung on um, on Sukkot that Rabbi Twersky composed. What was the song? I don't even remember the song that he composed, but it's a very famous, it's a very famous song. That ah, it's a very famous song. Oshia etamecha nachalatecha. That song comes from Rabbi Twersky. Did anyone know? that that came from him he literally was at his brother's wedding or he was thinking about his brother's wedding and the tune came to him and he sang it that is like one of the most well-known jewish songs of all time he was inspired but he didn't just let it pass he didn't say "Mm, that's a good tune i'll think about it later he sat that second and started singing it over and over again until it caught on and the whole jewish world lit with fire to that song who doesn't know that song from Rabbi Tversky, Shalom, the great Tzadik who wrote many, many, many books, over 60 books, some say over 90. But attribute tribute to him, that, that wonderful song, if you think of an inspiration, you have an inspiration, especially with a song, you have to do it right now. That melody, the loftiness of a melody of a song is beyond measure and don't let it be lost. Sit down, record it, even if it's a half halfway work, even if it's a half done work, just sit down, record it before it's gone. That's another point to carry over. Make sure to fill your days with inspiration in whatever manner works for you and to lift yourself to action as a result. Whatever way inspiration comes, if it's in music or it's in writing or it's in speaking, whatever. Whatever manner works for you, lift yourself to action right away as a result. The Kitzvot Shulchan Aruch points out, even when telling anecdotes from the life of our sages, you should have the intention to serve the Creator, to serve Hashem, or to inspire others to serve Hashem. That's why so often in the Gemara, which I love when it goes on a tangent about a to why do you think it is that they talk about the Anivas of this one? Or they talk about the, the, the beginning of Rabbi Kiva's story? Every word in Torah is important. Every word in Torah Shabbat Pan, the Talmud is important. And it's not there for naught. It's there on purpose. Sometimes beyond the halacha, the technical halacha, sometimes we needed that Gada We needed that inspiration to lift us up and to give us inspiration to, to make us move forward, to have wonderful things that can ignite our own flames within our own lives. And the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch also points out the reason for blowing the shofar During Elul, why do we blow the shofar during Elul? Of course, it's to inspire us to be repentant. But during this month, it's to arouse the people to repent. For the shofar sounds as the quality, has the quality to stir the emotions and to inspire fear, not just to repent, but to inspire fear. How many days do I have left? How many days have I lost? How many days have gone by? We should be zoha to 120 years, but even so, that's just a blip. And the screen of Jewish history, that's not a long time. How many thousands of years have been around? Now there's only 120 years. And and David Melch says you may um, even David Amelech didn't didn't have so many days on this earth. And look what he did in 70 years. And he says 80 years is good. 120 years. come. We should all use all of our years for good. Be inspired to take action. The Jewish spiritual heroes points out. Talking about the Amaram of of uh, Eretz Yisrael and the Yerushalmi Talmud. The aim of the Haggadah. You ever think about the aim of the Haggadah? What is the point of all these stories? It seems a lot of it tangential. There's a lot of stuff going on. The Magad portion is like 40 pages. But there's a purpose to the Haggadah. It's not just to relate to the But it's to inspire the people with higher moral precepts and higher moral concepts. To revive their courage. During times of oppression. The Haggadah is a really inspirational work. Mitchila of the Avodah Zarah. And then we talk about Lafikah and Maaseh Shahaya and Baruch And all these wonderful, wonderful paragraphs that if you read through and you really read through. You don't try to get through just to get to Shulchan Aruch. But you really get, read through and you see these amazing stories. And you look at the notes. You think about the concepts. All these people of all these generations before us. It has really inspirational stuff with higher moral concepts to revive our courage, especially when we're not living in our own place, our own time, our own land. And the Jewish spiritual heroes also points out, in many of his speeches, Rabbi Levi sought to inspire the people around him with courage to bear all vicissitudes, vicissitudes in the belief that Hashem would avenge them. A lot of times the rabbin the Amoratim, the tanaim would speak in such a way one one Tana would open up, I believe a Tana, if not an Amora, would open up his lectures with t- telling a joke, maybe it was Rabbah, in order to get the people in a good frame of reference, in a good frame of mind. Some people would talk in some ways, bring stories in, inspire people to be involved and to be receptive to what he's talking about and hopefully, hopefully to take action to learn more Torah. The Shalhevet Shalamun points out that learning the Song of Songs, Shir is meant to inspire the reader to increase his love of Hashem and correct his use of Chesed. Shir is supposed to be inspirational for us. And what can we do with it? Between yesterday and tomorrow, Ben Etmah Lul Machar points out in common responsibility the conclusion, we use a machine, we use the machine for a purpose that we desire, that we wish to see achieved in life. And we desire and wish and aspire with our hearts. Anything we have in our life, and I talk about this all the time on all the shows, anything we're given on our life, we need to use, we need to elevate, we need to bring out the Jewish sparks, the Jewish elements. We just talked about this at length in the Audio DT a few weeks ago, the Audio Var Torah, but elevating the mundane, taking out the sparks, finding the sparks. You have a smartphone, it's not just... To use for TV and movies, God forbid, Lahavdulm. It's so that we can access, access those Torah apps. We can access the, the, the voice memo app that I love that I used to record on to send out Torah to the world so that we can have the YU Torah app and the OU Torah app and we can have Asian Chabad and all these other wonderful things to access through using technology. Why do you think Hashem invented the internet? You think it was to watch cat pictures all day? Definitely not. He invented different things for a purpose and for a reason. He gave us the internet to spread Torah. He gave us Zoom and Google Meet before Corona hit, knowing that it's going to hit, knowing that we could use it, hopefully we'll use it to spread Torah, to spread messages about Torah, mitzvahs and chesed. We must use the machine for the purpose, the right purpose, that what we want to see achieved in life, what we want to happen to affect others in life. And that's another point to carry over. We should look into our own Jewish texts, Use our own technology to find inspiration. Nowadays, it is so easy. It is ever too easy to find that inspiration if we just look for it and hold on to it by moving with action and purpose. From David to Destruction points out about Yeravim and the splitting of the kingdom. As the Bali Moser teach, one must aspire to ascend in one's service of Hashem. If an individual does not make an effort to spiritual advance, he will inevitably regress. This is another very famous quote we've talked about on other shows also. If you're not moving forward, by definition, you're moving backwards. In this life, this life is for work. This life is for working on yourself, for perfecting yourself, for damaging your bad traits and elevating your good traits. That's the whole purpose of this world. Yesod HaChasidus I forget the exact terminology, but even... even um, it talks about how this whole world is to work on our bad traits, to work on ourself, to be a, a better person in all aspects through Torah, mitzvahs and chesed. If you don't do that, you're inevitably regressing because you cannot stay in the same place. This world is all about movement. It's either you're moving forward or you're moving back. You're moving up or you're moving down. There's no standing still. Hopefully, we're always aspiring, inspiring, up and up and up, doing more good and more good and more good. The Chobos Halvavos points out, put your aspiration in knowing the elements of faith, the elementals of faith, of the foundations of the Torah. Learn what will make you esteem with people, such as music and poetry, the depths of grammar and Proverbs. Lukuti Maharan points out, for in truth a Jew ought to fulfill his desire and aspiration in regard to all holy matters, turning potential into actual. Don't just keep things as inspiration. Don't just keep things as aspiration, but put it from potential into actual movement. And the Pasig points out in Shemos also, every man whose heart lifted him up came. Everyone whose generous spirit inspired him came, brought a true offering to Hashem for the work of, a, of the tenth of the meeting. So they were inspired, but what did they do about it? They didn't just let it phase out or fizzle out. They did action. You attach action to inspiration to get something done. Action plus inspiration equals result. Inspiration plus nothing equals fizzle out. Action without inspiration also where is that going? You, you can't act before you think. You think before you act. You have to be able to take inspiration plus action to get the proper response. From David to Destruction also points out, we think about David HaMelech, we think about Eliyahu Anavi. We should all be inspired by the models of David HaMelech. David HaMelech was someone that acted a lot. David HaMelech was told by by. His inner conscience, that my house is a beautiful house. But Hashem's arun is sitting in a tent. This cannot happen. Something must be done. He calls on the prophet, either was God or Nassim Navi, I forget. And he says, you know, Hashem is sitting here. He's sitting here in a tent. I'm sitting here in a palace. This can't be. I need to build him a Mikdash. So the Na'vi says, great. Hashem in the middle of the light says, nope. At 2 a.m. in the morning, imagine, nope. Tell David right now he cannot build the Mikdash. Why? Some people say he had too much blood on his hands, all the wars fought. His son, who's going to be a son of peace, without wars, he's going to build it. But definitely the the, the foundation. Rabbi Razum points out, many people point out, why did the Navi have to go to David Amalch in the middle of the night? Wait till 9 a.m., wait till 10 a.m.? No, they all point out because David Amalch was a doer. He was inspired, he would take action. You better believe he was on the phone with the contractor and the architect and the builder all at 2 a.m. He wasn't sleeping when he had such unbelievable inspiration. He wasn't wasting hours when he could get the basement just done. You go to David HaMelech right now at 2 a.m. because I know he's going to put everything into fruition. If you wait till tomorrow, it's going to be built already. He doesn't just sit back, doesn't let inspiration wait away or waft, waft over him. He's going to take action. Inspiration plus action will equal the result. He can't build it. I know he wants to. I know he'll be able to. I must stop him. Go Talk to David now. I don't care if it's 2 a.m. You know he's up and awake taking care of action. Eliyahu Hanavi also was very zealous for Hashem. He got up, he acted, he moved. He inspired others, he inspired himself. We have to make sure also to make our effort to have spiritual material excellence on the individual and communal levels in Am Yisrael. And they also point out from David to Destruction, a person can be inspired if you do not take the necessary steps. It will not sustain the gain. Nothing will come about. You have to attach action to inspiration. And he also points out from Dove of Destruction, when we learn of and are inspired by Eliyahu and Elisha Hanavi and their activities and their loyalty to Hashem, we should subsequently strengthen and magnify their legacies as well as our own. And Grey Matter also points out, one who chooses to listen to Jewish music is doing so because he wishes to be inspired deep in his connection to Hashem and his Torah. Many years ago, I didn't have all these songs now in my appa, but many years ago I made the conscious decision, my wife and I also, to only listen to Jewish music and... Because when you when I want to be inspired, you want to listen to music. Music is amazing; it has all these abilities to lift you up. But why be lifted up by heaven? Why be lifted up by materialism? What are all the songs about nowadays? You know, either they're they're chasing money or they're chasing other substances or other things we want. To, we don't want to talk about. We don't want to even think about that. Jewish music. They take psukim, or they take phrases. They take wonderful things. Talking about Hashem. talking about Am Yisrael, Klai Yisrael and Mitzvah, and Torah and Chesed. That's. We should be listening to in our cars, in our homes. Jewish music, and I could point out so many good artists. I have artists that sound like rappers, like News Black is amazing. You have artists that sound like pop rock, and you have soulful sounding music. People have soulful voices like Morty Shapiro, and you have really cool music like Shweki. There's so many out there, and we have all the gamut. And they could take songs from culture and, and rip on it and make it into Jewish like 613 does and A.K.A. Pella does. There's all of them out there. We want to deepen our connection to Hashem. We want to be inspired to act. Use Jewish music, Jewish books, all those things to be inspired and then take action. That's the point to remember also. Be inspired to listen to Jewish music. Listen to Jewish podcasts, lectures, and Shi'urim. And be inspired to read Jewish novels, peruse Jewish websites and articles, watch Jewish videos, movies and TV shows to be uplifted in a Jewish Orthodox way. I actually just came across with my wife just the other night a really cool looking movie based on a Jewish novel. And I'm like, this is... It. This is the epitome of what I've been thinking about and looking for all these years. Why can't there be really cool Jewish movies based on Jewish novels? All these books are written so well. Why can't there be a movie? So we found a book called The Edge, I believe, written by Nachman Seltzer, who is a phenomenal writer. And he had a movie made about his book, The Edge, by Nachman Seltzer. We're going to check it out, Blinader. Be uplifted. A good movie can be a Jewish one. A good book can definitely be a Jewish one. Make sure to be uplifted in a Jewish Orthodox way. Once you surround yourselves with these things, inspiration will come steadily and easily to you. Amir t'shashem. We should use it to be action takers. Redeeming Revelance points out in Bereshav. We must show the world the beauty and harmony of a divinely inspired life and thereby fulfill our role as a nation of priests. Or Mam'lachas Khanim it, kadosh. It, we learn about in the recent parashios that we're dealing with here in the middle of Shamos, how better to do so than to live a beautiful Torah-filled, Jewish-filled mitzvahs, Torah-dikah life. Likute Maram points out, as opposed to being inspired and aflame for a sin or evil thing, God forbid, from which his heart is not pure, a person should inspire and inflame his heart and other hearts for God. He also points out, by means of stories about the tzaddikim, the heart is woken and inspired with a great arousal for God with a very powerful yearning. That's another point to carry over. Make sure to solidify the inspiration with action immediately so something about it is put into an actual practice right away. The Penina Halacha points out about the Yom Adorayim with children and family and members are inspired to donate money and do good deeds in their memory. It shows that the departed souls continue to have a positive influence on the world. And the machser points out, the Ashkenaz mocks by the sounding of the shofar. When the Jew hears the broken notes of the Teruah, he realizes he deserves shattering punishment for his transgressions, but he should be inspired to do tshuva, true repentance, with action. I will be better in X, Y, and Z way. Rashi points out in Shmos, we just heard about Yisro. What news did Yisro hear that inspired him to come? Rashi points out the splitting of the Yom Suf and the war against Amalek. Yisro heard But he took action. I'm sure many people heard. But how many people took action? How many people actually moved forward? How many people took the inspiration, put action to it? Yisro heard, he converted. Yisro heard, he came to the Bnei Yisro. He heard, he left Midian. Who else took action? Yisro did. Rashi points out, to the desert, we know of our own account, he was in the desert. But it's in the praise of Yisro that scripture speaks. He was living amidst worldwide honor. But his heart inspired him to go take action, and he did, to go to the desert, a desolate place for the purpose of hearing words of Torah. So that's the point. Yisro came, he heard, he was inspired, he acted on it right away, converted and joined the Jews. Some say he went home to convert others and come back. Some say he went home, some say he stayed. Regardless, he acted on it right away. The Torah points out, and Shemoset Ramban points out to us about the terminology. It says his heart "...motivate him, whose heart motivates him, asher nadvanu libo, whereas here we're told about a different level of generosity and enthusiasm, asher nasaolibo. whose heart inspired him. Men who had no training in performing any of these tasks were inspired and suddenly were able to perform tasks that they had never considered themselves capable of performing. Artisans who were skilled in performing tasks but had never trained others to do so now became skilled at teaching their art." Men or women who never displayed skill with their hands were suddenly inspired to do so. They came to Moshe to volunteer. And that's the point to carry over. They might not have been skilled before, but now they were because Hashem brought them. That's one of my favorite phrases. On the way you want to go, Hashem is going to lead you. Better be in a good way. On an inspired way, on an action-filled way. And not, God forbid, the opposite. If you act on your inspiration, Hashem will lead you along the way. The Orchaiim points on, the problem with most people is that they sell their souls to the enemy, Satan, in return for material things which they urgently aspire to, like Kesef or Kosef. The Torah issues a warning not to sell something of permanent value and return for something of transient value. Don't be inspired by gashmius. Oh, I'm so inspired to have a huge house. Oh, I'm so inspired to have a beautiful car. No, that's garbage. That doesn't come with us after 120 years. A famous phrase that I tell myself, famous to myself, that I live by very often, money comes and goes, but memories, taking care of your wife, your kids, and chesed and mislis and Torah, that will always stay. But money comes and goes. Hashem takes, Hashem gives. Shem Hashem bevarach. that That's said in relation to losing people, God forbid. Lo, Elena, we shouldn't have enough for such things, but of course we could apply it to much less intense things like money. Hashem gives money, Hashem takes money, Hashem is blessed always money comes and goes. Don't sell yourself, don't sell your soul to your job, to your house, to your car. That's not what matters. That's not what you should be inspired to. Who cares if you become partner? Who cares if you head the hospital? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your days? What are you doing to make Torah, Chesed, and Mitzl happen in the world? So you became partners. You're working 20-hour days. Do you ever see your wife? Do you ever see your kid's do you ever go to shul, or do you ever learn, or do chesed or mitzvahs? What are you doing with your time? We don't get time back. Don't be inspired for the wrong things. And the Ma'abah man points out, man is one of the components of creation. He should seek to perfection what he can aspire to when he's alive. But what are the means to bring him to perfection? There are a number of opinions. Some say what matters is the actual deed, the means and that's the deed is the means to his perfection. So if he completes his deed, he'll get his perfection. Others say it's not the deed, but the, the person. That the person must strive all his life and that his perfection depends on that, irrespective of whether he manages to complete the deed or not. And it's pointed out in the Gemara in Sanhedrin 111a, on Kufyat Alf, and Alf Shlakish points out perfection requires the observance of all the precepts of the Torah without exception. But Rabbi Yochanan, who himself, by the way, had a very hard life, and they were actually Chavrus, says Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish. passed away. Rabbi Yochanan could not take it. And they say he went crazy. Even though he lost Loa Lenu, Lo we should never know from such things. Supposedly he lost 10 kids. He carried the tooth of one of them in his pocket. He lost so much, but when he lost his Chavrus, he couldn't take it. So it's interesting that they're both here. Anyway, one says one thing, one says the other. So Rabbi Yochanan says the observance of even one precept is enough. For a person's perfection depends on his doing as much as he can during his life. So you look at the view that a man should be busy within his life with Torah and its commandments and thereby achieve perfection. Whether his life is long and the opportunity to keep all 613, or whether he, God forbid, doesn't have as long, but he keeps some of them, even a few of them, he will have achieved his perfection. For perfection does not depend on the quantity of his worship, but on its regularity throughout the days of his life, whether they be many or few. Others hold the alternative view that he must fulfill his obligation to observe all of his commandments. But in general, a person needs to work on as many mitzvahs, Torah and Chesed as they can in their entire life. And that's why one of the reasons, one of the sages commentators say, Why are there so many mitzvahs? So that you have the opportunity to at least complete one mitzvah to the fullest, most beautiful, most possible extent in your life. If you're a chesed person, do that as much as you can. you're a chesed person, do that mitzvah to the utmost in your entire life. And that could be the one mitzvah you take with you as your banner to the next world after 120 years. And that's the last point to carry over. Don't be trapped. Don't be ensnared. Don't be inspired just to make more money or get a bigger house or a car. That's Narish That's not what matters after 120 years be inspired to take action to change the world for the better, to do more mitzvahs more ches and more Torah learning with action and practice right away. This whole life is to be inspired to change your bad traits and do much good in the world. Don't get lost or distracted. And again, the points to carry over, and we thank you for staying with us the whole time. Inspire yourself and act on it. That's how we can keep the inspiration going. If you're inspired to make a song and have a melody, sit down that second to record it or write it down, which has happened to me and many, many better people than me. Listen to lectures, read books, read articles, be involved in inspiring talks and stories, but make sure to do something tangible as a result. For example, a person read about tzedakah, the eight levels, the highest levels, can think to himself, I was so inspired by the Rambam talking about tzedakah that I'm going to take action. I will sign up today to dailygiving.org to give that dollar a day every day to a different organization. Talk, songs, and objects can only inspire us so much. We need to move forward with their effect and let it last longer by what we do with those ingrained messages and feelings. Make sure to fill your days with inspiration in whatever manner works for you. Lift yourself to action and result. We should look into our own Jewish texts, use our own technology to find inspiration. Nowadays it is so easy to find that inspiration if you just look for it and hold on to it by moving with action and purpose and be inspired to listen to Jewish music, listen to Jewish podcasts and lectures and shiurim, read Jewish novels, peruse Jewish websites and articles, watch Jewish videos, movies and shows to be uplifted in a Jewish Orthodox way. Once you surround yourself with these things, inspiration will come steadily and easily, but we must use it to be action takers. Make sure to solidify the inspiration with action immediately so something about it is put into actual practice right away. Learn from the example of Yisro. Yisro came. He heard. He was inspired. He acted on it right away. He converted and joined the Jews. Some say he went home to convert others and came back. Some say he went home after. doesn't matter. He acted on it right away. If you act on your inspiration, Hashem will lead you along the way. Don't be trapped. Don't be ensnared or inspired just to make more money or get a bigger house or car or make partner For the sake of it and nothing else, be inspired to change the world for the better, to do more mitzvot, chesed, and Torah learning with action and practice right away. This whole life is to be inspired to change your bad traits and do much good in the world. Don't get lost or distracted. Thank you for joining us. This has been the lecture series with Reb T. God willing, join us in two weeks where we talk another topic per session with some practical lessons. And I'm your host, Reb T.